0: Hello, my friends. I got a big announcement today. I know you're going to laugh at first. You're going to say that's impossible. Um, we're announcing a project to hire lawyers for the first 1,000 people to get lockdown fines. And I know you're thinking that's impossible. You can't do a thousand cases. Well, the crazy thing is, we've actually taken 161 complaints from members of the public, and we've we're working our way through that. We've, we're have we helping some of them in a bulk legal action. The others were helping one at a time. So if we can handle 161, why can't we hire a few more lawyers, use our system and help a thousand? I'll tell you my plan and I'd love your reaction to it. Um, before I do, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's this podcast, but the visuals of it, it's actually designed as a TV show. I think it's better that way. You also get Sheila Gunn-Reid's weekly show, David Menzies' weekly show. And I think it's important. I mean, you get a lot of good stuff out of it, but we get the right to live and do journalism because we don't get any money from Justin Trudeau. This subscription fee is actually a very important part of how we pay our bills here. So maybe that is a reason to subscribe too. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, we're vastly expanding our Fight the Finds Legal Aid Project. I hope you'll support us. It's November 25th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail why? when you're a biggest carbon why? consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why i is because it. it's, it's my bloody right to do so. I have an important announcement, and I'd be grateful if you help me share it with everyone you can. I am hiring a team of lawyers to defend every single Canadian who gets a lockdown ticket for not wearing a mask, for having a friend over, for letting kids play with each other, for hugging your grandmother, for opening your restaurant and trying to earn a living, for having a Christmas dinner, for living your life. If you get a ticket for any of that, come to me starting right now and continuing on through the Christmas season into the new year. Normally the words free lawyer don't go together, but that is what we're doing. If you get one of these outrageous, unconstitutional lockdown tickets, don't pay it. Don't plead guilty. Don't do it. We're not going to pay your fine. We will fight your fine. What have you got to lose? You can find out the details at fightthefines.com. You can go to that website right now and fill out a form telling us what happened to you. We'll have a lawyer reach out to you to get more information, including a copy of your ticket. We reserve the right to not take every case, but it is my plan to literally fight 1,000 tickets across Canada. 1,000? One of them could be yours. I know this sounds incredible, but we've been practicing on a smaller scale for seven months now. We've worked out a system. We've set up a software program to keep track of all the cases. We've built an assembly line of lawyers, really. We're ready, and this insane, bullying, unscientific second lockdown wave means we've got to launch our new program right now. Go to fightthefines.com to check it out. If you need our help, fill out the form. And if you don't need help yourself but want to help other people, please consider helping us crowdfund the cost of these lawyers. I believe there are enough cases here to keep several lawyers and paralegals busy full-time and a senior lawyer to manage them. I expect the next few months alone will cost $200,000 in legal bills, but we've got a system now that can handle 1,000 cases. I want every case. Because I want to save Christmas for everyone who's about to be hit with a $1,000 fine. And I want to show these tyrants, these premiers and mayors, and especially the unelected health czars, that they're wrong to think they can pick on people who can't afford a lawyer. I want to show the police and the prosecutors that they're not going to have a compliant and submissive population that just rolls over. This isn't going to turn into a cash grab for them either with all these fines. And if they really are going to issue these absurd illegal tickets, I want these government bullies to know that no one's going to plead guilty and make it easy for them. We're going to have a thousand trials of these cases. So you better start building a couple of new courthouses now. If Canada's little dictators are really going to prosecute everybody, they need to know that the system will implode under the weight of this until a common sense judge throws them all out, which I think is quite possible. So do not pay your fine. Don't do it. Fight your fine. Go to fightthefines.com to get help for yourself or to help others through crowdfunding. This isn't just a pipe dream. We've been preparing for this for seven months. Perfecting our system. We started this Fight the Finds project back in April. Our first case was a Christian pastor named Arthur Pavlovsky, who was fined $1,200 for literally feeding the homeless. What kind of cop does that? The police actually pushed the pastors around. They said feeding the homeless on the street was an illegal gathering. I'm serious, that's what they said. So we hired a lawyer for that pastor and we fought the ticket. And you know, the crown prosecutor dropped the case without even a trial. They knew it was legal junk. It was just a purely political fine. It was just trying to scare the pastor into obedience, but they never counted on this pastor being able to hire a serious lawyer willing to fight it all the way. So they dropped the ticket completely. They didn't want to go to court with such an outrageous ticket. Same thing for a case we took in May for Walter Matheson out in New Brunswick. A cop gave Walter a ticket, forget this, just sitting in his car at a Tim Hortons parking lot, drinking his coffee. Take a listen. If you come back, you will not be trespassing. Does that include every Tim
1: Hortons in town? No, that's just one here in Hampton. Just this one. Just this one. So if you come back, you're trespassing. There's your ticket. Mm. Leave the parking lot now, sir. That's another one. Next one goes up to
2: $1,000. Really? Yes. You can get up to $10,000. How many of you given out today?
0: You're the first. Well, I feel so so good about that. You're lucky. You're the first.
2: You're the first out for what happened.
0: The cop gave Walter a fine, and he swore at Walter. We took the case. Then the cop tried to scare us, sending us a threatening letter. We published his letter, and it backfired on the cop. Next thing you know, the prosecutor dropped the whole case against our friend Walter. Same with our friend Tamara Ugolini, who was actually charged with a crime just for walking on a beach. All charges dropped. You see a pattern here? Police are giving out abusive, insane fines because the politicians are ordering them to do it. So they're expecting citizens to pay. I don't know, out of fear and compliance, don't do it. Don't pay these crazy tickets. Let us hire lawyers for you to handle the tickets, to handle the stress. I predict many of these will be dropped without even a hearing. And those that go to court, let us handle that for you too, for free. We've been working out a system how to handle a lot of cases, how to manage the lawyers, how to keep track of everything. We now have a network of civil liberties lawyers across Canada ready to fight. I want a thousand cases. Nobody pay. At fightthefines.com, you can see a dozen of the cases we've taken in Canada so far. And our Australian reporter has now started the same project down under. It's been really bad there. I don't know if you've been following the news. They had a total lockdown for months. Curfews, police checkpoints on the street. It's terrible. We've already taken plenty of cases, like a homeless man who was being given a fine for being out past the curfew, but he's homeless. Police fined him more than $1,500 because he wasn't at home. He's homeless. We took the case. Or this lady who was fined just for being outside alone with her mask on because she was carrying a political sign criticizing the government. You see what I mean about police bullying? We've had our first victory down under too. A security guard who got a huge fine just for going for a hike in the wilderness with his family. We got the charges dropped. We've got so many cases in Australia, we've actually filed a constitutional challenge to the worst of the laws. We might get hundreds of tickets thrown out in one fell swoop. And we've just taken our first case in the United Kingdom, too. But I live in Canada. This is my country. And I'm trying to show you that we were, we've been preparing for this moment. We've been practicing. And we're very encouraged by how it's going. And so are the people we've been helping, by the way. Oh, yes. I'd like to thank everybody that uh, that, that stood behind me for this, especially uh, Rebel News, of course. And you, Sheila, you're my hero now.
1: And we're going to fight for some justice for you. What do you think about that?
2: That's amazing. The Best news I've heard all week. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, then. I, I appreciate it just for the simple fact that, that I can't afford to have a lawyer, but if I, if I had to go to court by myself, I'd still take them on.
1: We're going to crowdfund this case so that you two get some justice here. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. This morning I checked our
0: project management software and counted up all the cases in Canada, Australia and the United Kingdom. We have had more than 150 people ask for our help and we've been able to handle it methodically with our system. So it's time to get serious. 1000 cases, I wanna fight every ticket in Canada. For free. Go to fightthefines.com, especially the most abusive jurisdictions like Manitoba, <laughs> friendly Manitoba. Not now. Their premier is literally naming and shaming businesses that are just trying to survive. He's actually set up a snitch line for families to inform on each other or their neighbors who just want to have a Christmas dinner.
1: Going forward, if you break the public health rules, there's a good chance you might get your name mentioned on TV.
0: That's so gross, and I promise you we'll show that video to the court. What a bully. He's boasting about how punitive he is. It's for political purposes, isn't it? That's not legal. He's boasting that he intends to cancel people and their businesses. He's threatening to ruin people's livelihoods, just like that bully Doug Ford, who now mocks ordinary working people. You know, Doug Ford himself went to a big wedding during a lockdown. No mask, no social distancing. He's a hypocrite. He's nothing like his late brother, Rob Ford who actually loved the little people. Doug Ford sneers at them. He despises the grassroots he once called Ford Nation. Remember this?
2: We, we have, you know, a bunch of yahoos out in the front of Queen's Park sitting there protesting that the place isn't open. And then all of a sudden we, we hear what's happening. They, they gather, these organizers, and as for the organizers, you know something, guys? I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. If we weren't so backlogged on MRIs, I'd send you to the MRI to get your brain scanned because I just, I don't think there's anything in there.
0: Yeah, don't pay his fines. Don't give him your money. If you have a fine, go to fightthefines.com, fill out our simple form. We'll review your case and we'll give you a lawyer. We reserve the right not to take every case, but it is my hope to take all of them. If you don't have a fine yourself, but you want to help, please go to fightthefines.com and click on the crowdfunding button. We need that. And finally, if you are a lawyer or a paralegal or even a law student yourself, we need your help to handle a 1,000 cases, to demand disclosure from the government, to push back against the prosecutors, and if these things aren't thrown out en masse, to run a trial, likely sometime next year. This is it. This is the fight back. Because I'm sorry, I don't see the... Official opposition doing the fight back federally or provincially. They're not opposing this. It's the name of their job, official opposition. I don't see it. I see the media. They're not pushing back. They're the lockdown cheerleaders. They want harsher lockdowns because it doesn't affect them. And I don't see even the traditional civil liberties groups like the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. They're not pushing back on the lockdown. They actually love the lockdown. It's so weird. Let's keep Canada free. We don't want to live under martial law. You don't quarantine healthy people. You don't punish people for having Christmas dinner with the family. You don't ruin 10,000 small businesses. Go to fightthefines.com. We'll help you, and you can help us. And so help me God, as fast as these bullies can issue the tickets, we'll fight them. The hottest restaurant in Toronto is also the only restaurant in Toronto because they're all locked down, except for a place called Adamson's Barbecue. I have had the pleasure of eating at one of their locations. There's three of them in the greater Toronto area. It's amazing. I I truly believe it's the best barbecue in Canada, if you like Texas style. Uh, Famous, all the hipsters would line up for half an hour to get in. Well, now the hipsters have turned against it because... uh, Adam Skelly, that's his name, the boss of uh, Adamson's. Well, he doesn't bend the knee, and he says, "You know, I'm keeping my, keeping my restaurants going." And it's turned into a two-day extravaganza, really. Yes, uh, it looks like a bit of a festival atmosphere, but with police swarming it, but not yet quite. St- Dinging. Why don't you tell us? You've been there two days in a row.
1: Two days in a row, Ezra. And, you know, as you saw in that clip, I mean, it was like organized chaos. You had the grill roaring, people lined up to get their food, people seated at the table eating their food. Then you had police, lawyers, um, huge supporters, people who weren't down there for the meal because they knew they weren't going to get it. He was sold out before noon today, by the oh, way. Yeah. So being a rebel, uh, Ezra, is very good for business, it would seem. Until the fines kick in. It, until the fines kick in, indeed. Uh, but whether those fines are going to go through that's another question but it was almost like bizarre dinner theater yeah it it was it was like something out of of a monty python sketch almost but at the end of that calamity the um staff sergeant for i think it was um uh might have been 12 division but he came out and he said okay two things two relevant things all you people have to know um this restaurant is technically Uh, closed because last night, the uh, Toronto Public Health Officer, Eileen Davila, um, I have to be very careful not to call her Cruella Davila. (laughs) She slapped one of those, you know, closed as though this restaurant was infested with vermin, right? And so the officer said, so this is not really uh, a, a restaurant that's meant to be open. Secondly, all of you people here, um, you're not practicing social distancing and you are beyond the interior limit of 10. And so you are open right now to being ticketed yourself. Mm-hmm. Not a single person left. Nobody bent wow, the Wow, isn't yeah. that
0: amazing? You know, of course, if this were a Black Lives Matter rally, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Justin Trudeau would be there taking a knee. John Tory would be there, the mayor of Toronto, embarrassing himself as he often does. Um it's extremely selective the virus. Yes. Um, actually of course I'm kidding. What's selective is what politicians enforce. It's very interesting what you just said that when the cops said guys you're all at risk of a ticket no one moved because I think that maybe besides some die-hard customers yeah. and people who are just really hungry yes. and people who just wanted that social interaction of going to a restaurant for once maybe the people who were attracted there were the fighters going to support the first guy in Canada to show real
1: courage. Oh, indeed. And yet, Ezra, uh, one of the, I think, a reason why Adam... Uh, banned the mainstream media from his property, uh, not us. Boy, what a turnaround! <laughs> that's right. The that's CBC
0: right. was banned.
1: Yeah. But Rebel News was but, an honored guest. He puts the, <laughs> the red carpet out yeah, for us. That's right. um, The media narrative, if you go to so many sources, it says, "Come on, city, what, what are you waiting for? Throw the ball." I heard people discussing that it's not good enough just to find him and shut his restaurant down. They wanted concrete cinder blocks to block the doors like they did with those illegal cannabis shops when they first hmm. opened. They wanna completely squash this So guy.
0: drugs are legal, but smoked meat is not. <laughs> so it depends what you're smoking. That's if you're right. smoking marijuana, fill your boots. If you're smoking meat, that's illegal. And,
1: and Ezra, what is egregious is the city, they put out a release The what they are going after him for any possible reason. Uh, It says here, City Investigating Adamson Barbecue, quote, for compliance with business licensing, zoning, public health, and the Ontario Building Code, end quote. They are trying to hang a closure notice on any regulation possible.
0: You know, it's very interesting that no one blinked. We really are in a staring match and I mean, I lived, I've been in Toronto now for pretty much a decade. I think I have to call myself a Torontonian now. There's many wonderful things about this city, but I wouldn't call it the most courageous city in Canada. I would call it a city of, uh, that has taken to mask bylaws too enthusiastically. The snitch culture, the informant culture, the compliance, the submission, the conformity. I'm not, obviously I'm not referring to everybody. You're a Torontonian, our office <laughs> is full of Torontonians. But I'm saying as a larger culture, This is, there's no free, speech. this ain't the Texas of Canada. Let me put it that way. So to find a restaurant where everyone said, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Well, they didn't quite say it, but they said, you're going to arrest people? Start with me. It's a staring contest. It'll be interesting if Doug Ford blinks. Can I show you a clip of Doug Ford today? Yes. Where he says, come on, man. I gave you a day. Come (laughs) on, man. You're not being responsible. Did he say buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that.
2: Take a look. I, I get it. People are getting edgy out there, and people want to open up their businesses. Well, I, I was nice to the guy yesterday. But, buddy, let me tell you something. You need to shut down. You're putting people's lives in jeopardy. You know, I, I, was, I, I always try to be nice the first time, but this guy is just totally ignoring public health officials. You know, that's how this, this spreads. That's how we get out of hand, like the US states that are out of control right now, people are dying because of COVID-19 and he just wants to say forget it and have everyone down there. It's absolutely irresponsible and ridiculous. And then I find out he's doing so well online and take out orders he opened up a second location. So that's Doug Ford. This is, you know, clearly he's
0: being pulled in two directions. On the one hand, there's the public health deep state. Cruella de Villa, the, the health officer, all the socialists in city council. Uh, you know, everyone who is being enjoying the last six months as a staycation. They're getting paid, but they just stay at home and watch Netflix. Those people want him to crush this Adam Skelly. On the other hand, anyone in a small business, anyone who's saying enough already, any the Ford Nation. So Doug Ford is truly being pulled in two directions. Doug Ford is a bit of a liberal, unlike his late uh, brother, Rob Ford. And I think most importantly, Doug Ford doesn't particularly have a strong spine. So I think there's a chance this smoked meat entrepreneur could make Doug Ford blink. On the other hand, if Doug Ford blinks with this guy, the whole thing comes tumbling down.
1: Well, indeed. And and I think one of the egregious things too, Ezra, is you said um, small business, small business is being treated very differently from big business. This idea, we're all in this together. uh, And and also I hear from people, oh, how's um, your your free market economy working for you now, man? But it's not a free market economy. It's been been altered. It's been turned into a freak of an economy. It's
0: crony capitalism. You know what? Let me show you this story from iPolitics.ca, which is a a small political news agency. Look at this. Um, Word comes that walmart canada which has never shut down for one minute right they hired two senior members of doug Ford's staff um melissa lansman and david tarrant to lobby the premier they managed to get a meeting with the premier of the ceo of walmart canada who convinced them not only to let walmart to stay open but to sell everything not just essential stuff walmart has a lot of food stores for example no 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 they can sell everything, toys, electronics, uh, clothing, greeting cards, curios, knickknacks, like whatever. Yeah. So mighty Walmart, because they can afford to pay to hire the staff of Doug Ford for a meeting, they're allowed to sell smoked meat if yes, they want. correct. And this entrepreneur who can't afford half a million bucks to lobby the premier, he's out of business. And you've mentioned this in your reports. There's a Costco just a few hundred meters away, they're selling hot dogs, pizza, french fries, pop, and everything, everything in the Costco store, no problem.
1: Oh, and our cameraman Lincoln and I, <clears throat> we went down to that Costco last night, uh, as or after the uh, Toronto Public Health put that closure notice in Adamson Barbecue's window. And um, well, I mean, if Mr. Producer can run some footage, you can see, It is jammed to the gills. You couldn't find a parking spot. Uh, You can't tell me. I mean, explain to me. I I mean, yes, I I might be a bear of very little brain, but, but how is it that you have a Costco with 20, 30 times the amount of people that could possibly ever cram into adamson's that's open for business that's jolly good um and yet adamson's barbecue has to be shut down and i know in the press conference uh, the other day uh, ezra the premier was taken to task well if it's because costco and walmart and loblaws they sell groceries this is why they get the exemption why can't you wall off the areas that are non-groceries? Because if you had a store, if you had Ezra's Shoe Store, you're out of luck. If you had Ezra's Florist, you're out of luck. Both were
0: well, failed uh, businesses of mine yeah, <laughs> along the yeah. years. You're bringing up bad memories.
1: <laughs> I'm so Especially sorry.
0: the flower store. No, but, I'm kidding. But I'm you know, my point is,
1: you. when you go to Walmart to get your groceries for your family, well, you can pick up a pair of shoes. You can pick up a dozen yeah, roses. Yeah, well,
0: Walmart has done made out like bandits oh, yeah. uh, this pandemic. The only people doing better than them is Amazon.com, you got to wonder how much is Jeff Bezos lobbying to shut down? Well, he probably wouldn't lobby to shut down Adamson's meat, but he'd lobby to shut down all the retail stores. And, you know, the media mania, we'll show some tweets on the screen here. Just absolute fear-mongering, paranoia, panic, rage at this guy. Yeah. Silence towards these big box companies. Is it because Walmart advertises on CTV? and CBC? Ah. I, I mean, maybe there's advertising money there. Again, foolish Adam Skelly. If only he dropped a million bucks with CTV, they'd shut up about him. Or is it because, I don't know, it's just, they—they they, there's no self-awareness. They're screaming at a guy, for opening his store, and then they're going to go to the Walmart five minutes later. Oh,
1: you know they are. And and, and they're going to order from Amazon and make Jeff Bezos a, a further billionaire. And, and Ezra, you said earlier in the segment that uh, if this was a Black Lives Matter uh, protest, this is not um, a hypothetical uh, talk on your part. As you know, I think the Best, the most important video we ever did in this company's almost six-year history was taking back Nathan Phillips Square. You had violent squatters dressed up as Afro-Indigenous rising, whatever that yeah, means. They're-
0: Almost all of them were rich, white kids. (laughs) That's
1: true. And and many were just staying overnight at the Sheridan Hotel from the $49,000 they raised in crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm making is that was an illegal occupation of the square. Mm -hmm. Not for one day, not for two days, but for three weeks this garbage was tolerated. I think they might still be there if we weren't exposing them. If Whatever media exposure you saw there, uh, and there was virtually none but what you did see from the mainstream media was was friendly and asking John Tory, is there a way we can, you know, ignore the trespass act? And meanwhile, these were very violent, bad people that were there. And the city was making all kinds of excuses, uh, not have the authorities come in. But Mayor John Tory yesterday says, I hope the authorities throw the book at this guy.
0: Yeah, you know what, I saw that. In fact, I want to show you one last clip. Here's John Tory. Talking to a reporter, this is one of the grossest things I've ever seen. John Tory says, hey, journalist, can you stop giving Adam Skelly so much favorable coverage? (laughs) And the journalist says, okay, you're right. And then um, the mayor says, uh, bad things are coming to him from the... The the mayor basically uh, says what's going to happen police-wise. I didn't know that mayors directed police Mm. for political reasons. Take a quick look at this. This is one of the grossest things you'll see from the media party in total collusion with a corrupt politician. Take a look.
1: ...to our behavior at Christmas. Uh, Mayor John Tory, we will leave it there today, and uh, we'll all wait and watch to see what plays out in, uh, at Adamson Barbecue today at 11 when that is uh, supposed to open. Have a productive day. Uh, we'll chat with you again Friday. Don't give this guy too much publicity. You know, it's it's a political, a lot of this is a political stunt. So, you know, let's be careful about that. But but, but, I mean, that's the thing. If the police had shut it down down quickly yesterday, we wouldn't have given them that much publicity. That's part of the whole problem, right? I mean, the longer this is allowed to stay open, the longer we have to cover it. I don't think it'll be open for long today, if at all. It shouldn't be open at all if this man was any kind of a respectful citizen and a person who really wanted to, um, you know, respect the best interests of his fellow Torontonians. All right, uh, Mayor Tory, appreciate you joining us. We'll chat again soon.
0: Just awful. Well, I'm so pleased you were down there. Keep covering this story. Um, I think Adam Skelly is in uncharted territory for himself. Well, listen, this would be uncharted territory for anybody. Yes. And I think Rebel News and the handful of other independent journalists who were there are a lifeline to the rest of the country to know what's really going on.
1: I agree. And it should be noted, uh, Ezra, I think he got a total of maybe eight tickets today, two with the provincial offensive uh, notice for for opening up when he's not supposed to open up. I think about six, uh, they were uh, business license uh, violations. So he's he's got a whole stack, but he is not bending the knee. He is going to open tomorrow. And you know, I know what, in the big picture, here's what I think, Ezra, the city wants to make an example of this guy Oh, for sure you know there are thousands of restaurateurs pub owners spa owners you name it they are watching this story intently basically because they have nothing else to do yeah. they've been put out of business yeah and if the city kept saying oh we're gonna warn them we're gonna warn them then you would have like mushrooms after a rainstorm businesses popping up open all over and they don't want that and again i come back to the ostensible policy reason of shutting this restaurant down and all these other restaurants. Why? We know from Restaurants Canada, their data, it shows that the food service sector is not a hotspot. In fact,
0: they're the folks who know about hygiene and cleaning. Yes. They're the ones who have training for food safe handling Anyways, Exactly. Of all the people who know, I mean, like, like you said, Costco and Walmart are jam-packed. I got nothing against Costco and Walmart. I'm just saying... If they're allowed to be open, surely this man is. Listen, great job out there. Glad you're out there every Thank day. Right. I know you're so busy doing the journalism and his, he's sold out with smoked meat by noon. <laughs> One of these days, I look forward to being surprised when you bring in some of that smoked meat back I to the swear, office here.
1: I broke my promise from last night. I'm kidding I around.
0: Journalism is your mission. Uh, you will find it some of the best barbecue you've ever had. I, I've i been to Dallas, Texas. I've been to Midland, Texas. And this barbecue can compete. Um But, of course, it's the freedom that makes it taste so good. David, good work. Keep it up. Looking forward to it. Stay with us more. Hey, welcome back. On my show last night, John writes, need me some barbecue? Fight, fight, fight the man. You know what? I mean, there's a lot of restaurants in Toronto, but it's tough to find that good Texas-style barbecue It's outstanding. I'm worried that all the hipsters that used to patronize his restaurants are now going to boycott him, but it looks like a lot more of uh, the deplorables are going to patronize his restaurant. I just hope he survives this fight. Paul writes, This crap won't end until people rebel against it. If we're waiting for government to give up their new fascist powers on their own, we'll be waiting forever. Adam is a hero. I'm thrilled the business is booming for him. Other businesses need to follow suit. That's what happened in Australia. I don't know if you remember. Avi Amini went to a guy named Harry's Clothing and Harry said, I'll be out of business if I don't stay open. I'm doomed either way. I'm going to go down fighting. And then next, a hair salon said, well, we're in this too. And then next, a couple of Indian restaurants said, we're in this too. And it snowballed. The courage was contagious. You could say that the freedom went viral in a little bit down under. Boy, that would be great if that happened up here. I'm glad that David's covering that story every day. I wanna let you know we have offered legal assistance to Adam uh, Skelly, the boss of Adamson's. I think he has a lawyer. I, I uh, sent him a message directly through David. I wrote him an email offering our help for crowdfunding, for lawyering, whatever. I think he's got that part taken care of. If he needs our help, he's got it. But if you need our help, we'll go to fightthefines.com. I'm gonna take a thousand cases When I first mentioned that to our lawyers, they said, you're crazy. But then I showed them, look, we've taken 161 or whatever it is already, and we didn't even realize it. Now, a lot of those are bulk cases from a protest in Australia. But still, if we can handle 161 complaints, if we just hire a few more lawyers and paralegals, we can take 1,000. And that'll jam things up. I mean, if you're the prosecutor, you don't want a thousand trials on this kind of junk law. This is the fight back. Let me know if you agree with me. All right, that's the show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. And keep fighting for freedom.